2: You're watching Oilers Nation every day with Tyler Remchak, your one-stop shop for all things Oilers.
0: It was the 21st century poet Andy Sandberg who said, quote, I'm on a boat, bitch. Let's get into it with the lead. <laughs> uh, welcome into Oilers Nation every day, a very special live on location edition of the show we are out at sherwood power sports and marine and liam we are on a boat whoa, whoa. yeah hopefully we don't hit uh any rough waters uh, yeah. choppy
1: seas icebergs that would not be ideal <laughs> either uh
0: welcome into the show are we actually in the test pool no but we're gonna go get a chance to take a peek at it in a little bit yeah that's exciting for us that's been a big part of our show for a while now
1: another uh, another big part of today no shoe show Yep, no shoes. I have my Christmas socks on, so, and Tyler has his non-Christmas socks. Normal socks. Uh, yeah, festive
0: today. There's some good pictures there from our boy uh, AB flashing those up. There's a nice little view oh. of what we got cooking up here. There's some good,
1: yeah. Really Doing the good show hand-wise. from a boat.
0: We've done a show that's been totally powered by an F-150 Lightning yeah. over at Sherwood Ford the Giant. Let's go and
2: over there. Rock Yeah.
0: away. I didn't even have to put Sherwood Power Sports and Marine into my Google Maps because I just knew where Sherwood Ford the Giant was. And I knew if I just kept driving around in some direction, (laughs) eventually I'd find this building. And it is absolutely beautiful. Um, We talked a lot about the sleek all-black exterior, but actually being in here now is quite something. Obviously, the boats. We are in a Caymus DV-22. Mm -hmm. So for all you boat nerds out there, you can probably tell me what an absolute beauty this thing is. There's a ton of buttons down there. There's a lot
1: going on. The floor looks great. Yeah, very comfortable. Very, that's why we had to take off our shoes. Yeah, the the seating is very nice. This seat, I think we're gonna put Jay on here. Yeah, so, so that, I think that's, that's called the
0: captain's seat, Liam. Really? Yeah, and we were gonna have someone sit there, but it's kind of awkward. It's an awkward, you know. I think it, about eye level. Rookie. You know, you're looking at me, you're looking at Liam, whoever's sitting here. It's not a great area to be looking at.
1: So we decided to put the tallest man in our company on that chair. When he gets here, mm-hmm. he will get here. As he said, I spaced out. Which is just a
0: <laughs> 10 out of 10 text to receive yeah. from Jay. Because we were sitting here the whole time, and we were talking to a couple of guys from Shrewd Power Sports. And they're like, oh, like do you have a third person? I thought you had a third person. It's like, yeah. oh, we do have a third person. He'll be here at 11.58, though. He's just the um,
1: busiest man I know.
0: He really is. So uh, we are, even though this is a on-location edition of the show, we're going to have all of our usual uh, Sherwood Ford Giant Game Day things going on. We got keys to victory for Sherwood Power Sports and Marine. We got our game notes. Also, it is a Wednesday, which, I mean, our Wednesdays are always loaded. Frank Saravalli will be by in like 15-ish minutes. We're going to talk a little bit of trade with Frank Saravalli. And then also Liam's game, your chance to win $25 to Nation Gear coming up in a little bit as well. So lots going on as we hang out at Sherwood Power Sports and Marine. Maybe you're in the area. You can swing by. Come say hi. Come see the show live in
1: person. Things did get rocky then because Aaron moved and it literally shook. And yeah, was, the, the <laughs> boat is moving. Was Aaron screwed.
0: is uh, shooting a little video yeah. for us. But right uh,
1: yeah, loaded show today. I mean, ex- I got some questions for Frank that I'm curious about. And I saw Christopher Palmer put something in the chat before too. That was like, how <laughs> much of this, you know, all these rumors are actually real. I would say probably none of them. Like we'll get one, right? Like, but they're not going to get all these guys. And I'm curious to ask Frank, like, Oilers are in on all these guys, but the name seems to be falling off a lot of lists are a little bit lower. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. hopefully Frank has the answers.
0: Yeah. Um, live in person. You say says Lance mm-hmm. Tyler Mulik, Why did Philly wave Cal Peterson? I just yeah. saw that come across uh, my phone here. The flyers putting Peterson on waivers. I think it would be because they stink, but yeah. Mulik brings up a good point. Now they only have one goalie on their active roster. I believe it's just Sam Erson. So I mean, looking at who they have in the minors, they have, is Fedotov still? No, he's on a loan. What about Sandstrom?
1: Yeah, they could
0: could be calling back up Felix Sandstrom just to make some starts. Yeah. That's probably the most likely outcome.
1: Yeah, I know what everyone's thinking there. Jack Campbell.
0: That's what Mulek just commented. Oh, did
1: he? Aiden Uh, just said it too. I don't know. I just really don't see that. Like, I mean, hopefully, you know, Mm -hmm. that would help but then like, if you're moving him i don't see how a first round pick is in that deal like what assets are you doing and then also how much does that affect your the rest of your trades you know like like your speculation today on Busnevich from your show this morning with frank right yeah uh, like how do you get him if you don't if you move assets for Campbell there's a lot of layers to it
0: well yeah like that's an interesting thing and maybe we can flip the order of the show a little bit here do you want to talk about Buchnevich right up it ties everything in he's in town right now we're gonna have Frank on Frank named him as a potential fit for the Edmonton Oilers and, and we'll get Frank's full take on that in a little bit but you're sure let's get right into our service credit union mock trade for the day the trade is fake but the money you can win with service in the big share contest is real it's back for a sixth year and it's your chance to win $1 million just by saving money. Anyone can enter by becoming a member and saving with service. Every $500 you save gets you five entries into the service big share contest. You can even transfer your existing savings to service for a chance to win that cool $1 million prize. Contest ends April 30th, 2024. Skill test required for rules. Go to service.ca slash win. Liam Buchnevich as a potential target. Here are the pros and cons to this whole thing. Not even like, Adding Buchnevich is nothing but a pro. He is a damn good player, point-per-game guy, 30 to 35 goals on a St. Louis Blues team where his supporting cast is good but not great. You Mm -hmm. throw that guy into the Oilers' top six, I don't care if it's with Connor, I don't care if it's with Leon. To an extent, he could probably almost drive his own line on the second line, but he would be a 35-goal guy in this lineup.
1: And another layer outside of his score, and he makes the Oilers tougher to play against from a physical standpoint, too, Mm -hmm. right? Like, just bolstering the size and... In the in the Ford group, and like you said, like I just don't see how adding not I don't see how adding that guy is a negative there, from a play perspective.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so the cons to this whole idea and what's maybe working against you in this deal is the 5.8 million dollar cap it If he was a rental, very easy. St. Louis, you're going to keep half. Boom, we're going to give you the picks. All right, deal's done. Mm-hmm. Ravel comes with some term. He's got one more year left on that deal at 5.8 million. I think you might have a tough time. Like I can't see St. Louis being willing to keep half of this thing.
1: No, I can't. That's a lot for them. I, I think they have very little protection yeah. space. Right. And if you look at that blue line too, they're, they want to move one of those guys and protect there and retain there. Sorry. Yeah. Like line. they're
0: like Bucinevich. And again, when you think about minutes, like, okay, just get St. Louis to retain. And that's good. There's going to be a market for this player. There are going to be lots of teams interested in acquiring Pavel Buchnevich. And the blues can probably find a taker that doesn't need retained money, which means if you're going to go through Edmonton and you're going to keep money for the Edmonton Oilers, you're going to have to pay a significant price for that. This isn't, you know, a third round pick to keep a couple million bucks of the final few months of his deal. There there's term on this thing. And, I know they don't, they haven't used any of their retained salary spots yet. So maybe they would be open to it. But the point is, I think the Oilers will have to pay significantly more. And, you know, we've talked about this where if you give up a first and Broberg for someone to take Campbell off your hands and take that full contract, it's going to cost you a lot. I don't think you can scoff at the idea of it being a first and Broberg. Then what assets do you have left to to go get Buchnevich, right? And Frank said today it's probably two premium kind of AA plus level assets to get this guy out of there. So if St. Louis would be willing to keep, let's drum up a mock trade here, Liam. Let's say St. Louis keeps exactly two millibits. So Bucinevich is now a 3.8 million dollar player. 3.8, sorry, you said yeah, 3.8. Okay. At that point, you waived Matthias Yanmark and swapped him in, you're actually Getting somewhat close to this thing working. And another component of this would probably be finding a way to flip CC for someone cheaper than CC. Whether it's CC for at 50% retained, but again, then cost you a first round pick, probably, or CC for a guy like Carrier, again, costing you some picks at some point.
1: Or is it like
0: a John Merrill? And that's saving you a couple mil. Saving yeah, maybe like a million. Get, a bit, but The right? point is, I think St. Louis has to keep, let's say, two million bucks of this deal. All right. So what's what's the mock trade?
1: Well, two first, right?
0: And then something for the retention.
1: So are you thinking a player or a pick because you can probably do a pick.
0: I think if they're getting two first, they'd probably want to yeah. prospect. Yeah, though.
1: they probably want to know. But I'm just looking here. Actually, St. Louis do not have a lot of draft picks outside of their own. They have a second-round pick this year from Toronto and a third-round pick this year from the Rangers. But outside of that, they don't have any other picks. Oh, sorry, in the seventh-round pick from the Islanders. So maybe they are willing to actually take on some picks and bolster up their farm system a little bit by picking players that they actually want and not not labeling him as damaged goods or go by any means. But a guy who's not doing as well as he should be, you know what I mean?
0: Okay, so let's do this. Yes or no in the chat. Buchnevich at $2 million retained for two first round picks and Xavier Borgo. Do you do it?
1: Two first round picks and Xavier Borgo for Buchnevich at two million retained.
0: Yeah. And let's say there's a back pocket deal that's CC and a second for Carrier.
1: Well yeah. And now
0: you've now your money's gonna work.
1: And I'm, I'm sure I think the others are just gonna try and make a Puljavi kind of deal in a way too. Last season, where they just get rid of the cap, I think but CC. Hold, I and but CC, CC yeah, okay. holds a bit oh. more value than that. Um, I wonder if to make that even more worth it for the Oilers to give up those three big assets, they find another team to take like nine hundred grand,
0: and you give them like and a third round pick, pick for it, whatever it may be, fourth right? round pick,
1: like just that middle round pick, yeah. and just say, like, here you go. I think I look like the Oilers need this guy. Or goal, like when is he going to help you? Those two first round picks, we talked about it on O&R yesterday. When was the last time the others drafted super well in the first round? And they helped, right? So yeah. I think it's, <laughs> I think it's, uh, it's an interesting one. I think I would do it, but I would look desperately to get that extra salary retained.
0: Jay just showed up. We're going to get him into the mix here. He's going to make his way the boat. You have to take your shoes off when you come onto the boat, Jay. There are rules on these boats. Yeah. A B, do we have like a slate or something to flash up? Cause this is actually you not know I I maybe I, I like it. maybe I like this. I like just watching Jay having to make his way onto the boat. Uh, Look at that. Look at that. Welcome aboard. Board. You want to put on oh. the Power Sports and Marine hat? How, there you go. Are you really gonna you know what, Jay? I'm just gonna be honest with you. That's not the most flat. I'm <laughs> back. You just sit down here. Yeah, there you go. I'm on a boat. All right. Um, we also might need to like fix our camera and stuff here because Jay's head's getting chopped off. He's sitting at a higher angle. Oh, you want to sit way down there. Okay. Uh, you
3: know, when I'm on a boat, I kind of like to sit low like this. You get the good back support.
0: Yeah. And safe. But
3: even though that is a chair and a half right there. Can you
0: imagine this sitting on this bad boy as you're ripping
1: through a lake?
3: I well, I I'm I'm catching a big Wally sitting in that chair. I'll tell you that for free. That's okay, Jay.
1: That. Two first round picks. Xavier goal for Pavel Buchnevich. Two million retained. Yes or no?
3: Two first round picks. Two first That's round picks, Frank Jay. Said. Frank already been it. on or is he coming on? He's coming on right away. Two first round no. No, 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 no. Why not? That is way too much, man. We need to use two first and we need to get two players in return.
1: What if um Oscar Sunquist was in the deal? But no, now we're there's
3: no the
0: money's the money. Does Booch Davis
3: ha- have another year on his deal?
0: Yeah. That's why you're paying
1: a lot. Yeah, the if, money could definitely work. If
3: Sunquist comes in, then Sundquist I would debate is, it.
1: He's only nine hundred so I thought he he's one point nine. No, he's nine hundred. So you literally mm. just send down. Ganya. Oh yeah, you're right. Sorry, uh, he's seven seventy five. So I'm in on that. So that. Yeah, Kate?
3: yeah. We, we need we need two bodies in the raw ro- uh, uh, to come join our roster. If we're giving up two first,
1: Sunquist can't win draws. No, he can't. But you could put him on the wing. He's a he's a right winger.
3: <laughs> Have him play his offside. He's <laughs> a you know? right shot
1: not the worst idea Brian o'reilly traded they trade two first round picks in that deal
0: no it was like a first second third fourth and they got
3: o'reilly and achari i feel like this is really weird isn't it does it look weird or am i or am i I weird for saying it's weird i
0: just i mean we're on a boat so everything's naturally kind of weird
3: okay let's roll Okay, okay do i look okay everyone
0: so that was our our service credit union mock trade for the day. I want to get to some of your takes over in the Charm Diamond YouTube chat. Uh, Charm Diamond Center is proudly Canadian owned and operated, more than eighty five locations across the country, and you can get a custom ring built and delivered in less than four weeks with the Charm Masterpiece Program. They have an unbeatable pricing policy um giddy up you know what? everyone is saying in the chat jay that you look great and they like this angle so
3: all right i i'm i'm comfortable so i'll stay here forever
0: uh troy says not even close in terms of the two first round picks um how, like how think, but think about who else you can go get
1: but is he saying sorry is he saying not even close for to acquire Bruce never no he's saying like he wouldn't do the deal for the oilers who else can you get I, know. I think two first round picks is steep don't get me wrong you're giving up three assets I,
0: I like this point here from trevor he says a rental costs you a first every year for quality two first for booch solves this same problem for us next year and i think that's an interesting angle to it is like and, and that's liam we kind of had this exact conversation the other day as well where it's like if you're going to go the route of giving up another both your first round picks you better be sitting here next trade deadline going okay we don't have our first to use it this year at the deadline, but we got this guy already on our lineup. You have to have that. It's a prerequisite.
1: Yeah. And he makes you better in yep. so many ways. And I think that's the way I'm looking at it is, is he consistent? Yeah. 20 game yeah, guy. Pretty good. I think he, how many goals did he have last season?
0: Uh, well, I know this year he's on pace for like just north of 35 or right around, or no, sorry, just north of 30 this year. Last year, he scored 26 and 63 games. The year before that, 30 and 73. The year before that, 20 and 54. Like he's a 30 goal guy year in Europe. Year
1: what was the thing you said the other day when we played St. Louis through? They average around 20 shots a game? Or they have been? Something like that, right? He's not exactly on a. I don't know, that's what I mean. Offense, he's not an offensive yeah. juggernaut team and he's been mm. able to perform this way. But this
3: is. Did he start in Tampa?
1: Uh, he started with no, Rangers. In Rangers
3: in he started with the Rangers. Okay. The Rangers are willing to move on from him. Hmm. I
1: don't know. Is
3: there like is does he have consistency issues? Is he a gamer? Help me understand this guy. Tell me why we should do this.
1: He's a big just, body.
3: Yeah, but he does he use it from
1: like the dirty areas?
3: Okay, I like that.
1: And he would fit very well on the top top 6. I think it would He'd allow help there. You to if you really wanted to even play dry saddle mcdavid together longer in longer periods he's more consistent than Evander band yeah
0: okay you're giving up a lot to get this guy but i think he'd be good another name that's coming up here jaron's been bringing him up a bunch of times here in the charm diamond centers youtube chat and it's frank Vitrano. i know jim matheson brought up his name He's 29 years old he's Big got dude. one he's got one more year at 3.65 million so i think with vetrano that's a guy. You look at and go. Are there consistency issues there? And does that scare you off a little bit? But if Buchnevich is costing you two firsts and let's again, let's just follow our line of thinking here two firsts and Borgo go to get him. But trano, cheaper, 3.6, comes with that extra year of term. Does he maybe only cost you one first rounder?
3: And then you can get Dowd.
0: And then maybe you have the money to get a guy like Nick Dowd.
1: I think if I'm going to Anaheim, I'm going to get Henrik and
0: Carrick. Over Vitrano. Over Vitrano.
1: Mm-hmm. That's
0: gonna cost you more to get make the money work though.
1: No, it wouldn't.
0: Well, you're gonna have to include you're giving up a first still. Yeah. You're gonna have to find a third party team to take some of Henrique. Mm-hmm. You're gonna have to pay the ducks a bit to take some of Henrique.
1: So it's gonna cost it you yesterday? more. It was like a first, second, and like a fourth. What if you met in the middle?
0: What if you did Carrick and uh, Vetrano?
1: I think Henrique is more valuable than what Vitrano would be
0: but vitrano comes with the second year
1: yeah and that's fair too i don't know I, I like the idea of adding a third line center and a fourth line center from anaheim with those two specifically
0: yeah anyways that's our trade talk for the day we'll probably get into things for a little now. bit more with frank for now
3: yeah there's yeah. no there's no such thing we're in the silly season it's too much trade talk it's tell all you that. trade talk
0: uh let's talk a bit about this matchup tonight pavel Buchnevich and the st louis blues are in town to take on the Oilers. Let's get to our game notes brought to you by Wendy's and the Daily Face Off Survivor. Well, Liam, you're a short part, guys. There are Wendy's somewhere around here?
1: There is, just on uh, Baseline Road. Oh, just a little bit that way, right? Just that way up the road, that right way. by me.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. I like that. That is good news. I think I got my lunch plans all sorted <laughs> out. I'm going to download the Wendy's app. If you haven't done so yet, you can do it today. Pick up 150 bonus rewards points. And you can also head to dailyfaceoffsurvivor.com. Did you survive yesterday? Uh, let me check. Did we ride together? Uh, I did Heshire assist and he had like a four point game mm. or he Oh yeah. I'm in play in play. I'm Let's alive. Go. You're it? you're alive too.
3: I am not alive. Oh, you're done. Oh I'm yeah. Done. I
0: did do he point. Yeah. So uh, we'll give our picks for that. Today's a quiet day in the Wendy's daily Faceoff off survivor game. But uh, tonight Edmonton taking on St. Louis St. Louis was in action last night. They were out in Winnipeg to take on the jets. They fell in that game to two to Winnipeg. Sean Monaghan red hot for the Winnipeg Jets. Six goals in his last five games.
3: Not bad. not bad not bad good fit good fit
0: Um,
1: uh, what's the first round pick blues coming right off
0: the moment. a loss there they've had a real up and down season so far but they're still kind of lingering around in that playoff picture it is worth noting they are 13 15 and one on the road so far this year so they've lost more than they've won when they've been out of st louis edmonton's home record continues to climb in a positive direction after that win over the la kings they are 18 8 and 2 at Rogers' place so far this season, the Oilers again in that win against LA, it was a lot of the usual suspects. It was Connor McDavid picking up another handful of assists. He's now on pace for 107 assists this year.
1: What That's the, how does that even happen? That's There's insane. only two other 20 players, goals, right? Who have done that?
0: Yeah. So, Lemieux, uh, you have written in the notes here Lemieux had 114. Gretzky's done this 10 times. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah.
1: Gretzky did it 10 times. And the other two times, he didn't get 170 at 102 and 101. Damn. So, not bad. <laughs>
0: but Connor McDavid on pace to have one of the best seasons in league history from an assist perspective. Evan Bouchard is on pace for 20 goals. Uh, that is also going to be something if it happens, that has only been done a handful of times in Oilers history.
1: Coffee Which, did it Five times.
0: Coffee did it five <laughs> times. Uh, Sheldon uh, Surrey. Charlie hilarious. Huddy was the third.
3: Ooh, show Charlie Huddy.
0: Charlie Huddy, sneaky 20 goal year. Sneaky 20 for Charlie Huddy. Uh, but Evan Bouchard's shot last game to to give them the lead in the third period was absolutely unbelievable.
3: It was that very was, nice.
0: Yeah, that was from the point, like literally from the blue line. I think he hit that puck as it was touching blue and then seeing eye, bang, bar down, great screen by Zach Hyman mm-hmm. in front. Uh, when you compare these two teams straight up once again, they're, they're I shouldn't even say close in the standings because Edmonton's eight points up with two games in hand on the Blues. But the Blues are sniffing around a playoff spot. Each of these teams have seven players with 10-plus goals on the year. The Oilers, though, have four 20-goal scorers already this year. McDavid, Hyman, New, or McDavid, Hyman, Kane, and Seidel. The Blues only have one guy with 20-plus goals this year. It is obviously Pavel Buchnevich. Uh, Jordan Bennington expected to get the start tonight. Joel Hofer is a Winnipeg guy, so they started him in part one of their back-to-backs. And respect. Uh, and then Let's piss off Bennington tonight. Well, remember last time he played the Oilers, stopped thirty-five to thirty-eight, so and good. was lights early on in that hockey game. So that's a little concerning.
1: He uh, he robbed Hyman on that one.
0: Yeah.
3: Oh yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: And that was a game changer. If Edmonton
3: Let's Murray just rattle fell apart. Have, in the three, second, have Kane and Perry yeah. just drive him crazy.
1: Yeah, you got to get in his crease. Get like him when ejected. Perry Perry um, slash Gibson, mm-hmm. and it wasn't a penalty. And it was good. Do that, the Bennington tonight? Oh, that was great. That was awesome. That's his True. veteran Bennington veteran,
3: be veteran rat
1: work. If if Perry did that. Too.
3: Oh yeah, and we score.
1: Uh,
0: Jordan Bennington career 8.98 save percentage against the Edmonton Oilers. Here you can get a look at the head-to-heads between Stuart Skinner and Jordan Bennington. The expected starters for this evening. They've each played 41 games. Skinner slightly better goals against average. Bennington slightly better save percentage as well. Uh, there you go. Skinner versus Bennington, Oilers versus Blues. Chris Knobloch saying earlier today, expected to be the exact same lineup for the Edmonton Oilers tonight as well. Uh all right. Those are your game notes brought to you by Wendy's and the Daily Face Off Survivor Pool. It's a short for giant game day edition of the show. We are out at the all new Sherwood <laughs> Power Sports and Marine. Jay, what did you think driving up to the building?
3: Well, A, the the building is beautiful. And B, I was late because I completely spaced uh. Yeah, we said I am life without Ronnie at the moment, and so I am disorganized. Uh, But the good news, and and, and just another testament to this great uh, establishment here, is that it only took me like 16 minutes to drive here. From Riverdale. From Riverdale. So it's conveniently located, and it's in a beautiful facility, and they've got some amazing boats. I am in the Camus something-something boat. I don't know what the model uh, is.
0: DV twenty two. The DV twenty two. Oh, I should. You backwards. know what? I could have.
3: Saw. I should have read that right there. Yeah. I know Camus is a brand. I also know it is it's one of my favorite wine brands. A little pricey, but it's, it's very delicious. They but wine? Oh, I don't know if it's connected. Oh. <laughs> it could be. We'll find out. Is if, if this is the Camus of boats, then this thing. Well, it already is a treat. I'm sitting on the ground and it's so comfy.
0: All right. Uh, we do need to get out to our star mechanical guest line, Edmonton's number one plumbing and heating company, and it's been around. that way for twenty plus years let's bring in our daily faceoff insider frank saravalli
2: frank your thoughts on our boat it looks good uh i would love to get a boat i've been hankering to get a boat uh i'd love to be on the water just haven't uh found one haven't found the time so maybe i gotta come up there and haul one back to uh to the east coast that would be a trip. That would, that would be, be absolutely. You
3: trip. know what? You know what you should do, Frank. You should get one of these side by sides, and we'll drive it to Philly together. I actually think that would be, be fun. Cooler. Than I know. Boats, if I'm being honest, they look I really, really cool. Like I just want to get one as an everyday vehicle. To be honest,
2: I really want to tri-tune, so the pontoon, but with three of those things in the middle.
1: Okay. Uh, yeah.
2: It'd be that. That's like my my end goal. My life goal is to get a tri-tune. That
3: thing must be huge if it's got the third tune.
2: Yeah, it just basically makes it super comfortable to ride in. Like it's a party boat, and that's uh, that's what you're into.
3: And they got big motors on them too, so you can tow the kids tubing with those things. Oh, yeah. Nowadays, yep.
0: Yeah. All right, uh, let's shelve the boat talk for a little bit and get into the trade talk. Frank, I know you were on with uh, our friend Bob Stoffer the other day, and you guys were talking about how maybe the Oilers' deadline plans have changed a little bit as of late. I I don't remember the direct quote, but how do you think maybe they've changed?
2: I think our guys are frozen there at Sherwood power and Marine. Maybe I can just talk for a second there. I don't know who's producing, but um, just to kind of get what Tyler was going after uh, in terms of the Oilers deadline plans and how they might have changed. Um, The answer, or the short answer is, I don't know that they've changed, but maybe the best way for me to describe what the Oilers are thinking about when it comes to the deadline is they're involved in a bunch of different discussions and different price points and different targets. And I don't think they've settled in just yet on exactly how they're going to attack this. Uh, I don't think they've decided yet whether it's going to be positionally, whether they're going to go after that top six forward that they were thinking about to really balance out the two lines, whether they're going to go after the third line center position, or perhaps you could do both of those things at once in a package deal. And then what to make of the Oilers and their uh, situation on defense. Like I think the defense is pretty solid as constituted right now. But when I look at the Oilers and their overall depth, I would like to see just one more pure defender, true defense first defenseman that I think would make a lot of sense. And so um, I think the next question when you consider all those things that I just laid out is do the Oilers need a little bit of help when it comes to the goaltending situation? And maybe that's something that, really wasn't on anyone's radar as recently as a few weeks ago because Stuart Skinner has been different since the all-star break. The Oilers goaltending as a whole has been different. I also think it's fair to ask the question is has the team defensively in front of them, have they reverted back to some of the things that we saw earlier this season that ended up costing um, the coach's job. And so that's, really where we're at in terms of breaking down the Oilers' deadline. I'm just going to continue to rag the puck here while these guys are trying to get their internet situation sorted out. The other part of this is assets. The Oilers have them. They know that doing nothing is not an option. And so that's certainly something that as they're trying to disperse what they're going to do here they want to make sure that they get the best bang for their buck. And so that's the other part of this in monitoring the market is understanding market prices, evaluating needs as they come up, and then trying to come up and formulate the best plan possible. I think the fact that we are February 28th now, nine days away from the deadline, and we're looking at 26 days since the last trade was made, In some ways, I think that's actually been really beneficial to the Oilers here as they're trying to sort through this out, uh, sort all this out. And that's um, really the spot that they're in right now in trying to get to that point. So these guys are working on getting their internet back. Thanks for hanging with us here on Oilers Nation every day. Uh, Those guys are out in the field, quite literally on a boat. And uh, yeah, sometimes some of these technical glitches happen. Um, I'd be really curious to see what the Oilers fan base in general thinks about the goaltending situation. Cause I'm, I'm with a lot of the fan base that has said, Hey, Stuart Skinner's the guy he might've been overworked here of late, but really we're in a spot where of all the other needs that this team might have goaltending, isn't one of them. Cal Pickard's played well enough. You've always got Jack Campbell that you could turn to break glass in case of emergency. And given the asset supply, they'd rather see the Oilers tackle some other things in a different order. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's a really fascinating scenario that comes up with the Oilers and the deadline. And I don't, I really couldn't pinpoint right now. If you were looking at this scenario and to say, you know frank we're 9 days away from the deadline give me one position that you absolutely know that the oilers would fill i really don't know if i could answer the question and so um i've just talked endlessly here for the last few minutes by myself absolutely ragging the puck glad to see you guys teammates in play to come help me out
0: Oh, Oh, man, Frank. And if people wouldn't know the behind the scenes of what just happened as well. (laughs) So the Internet here just completely shut off, which will happen. I mean, that's whatever. But our guy, Pat Puff, sitting at home watching the show, saw it immediately signed into his producer sign in and then took over producing the show as well. So a great team effort from you, Frank, for running around that whole time. Did you just, we didn't hear anything. Did you just talk Oilers for like four minutes?
2: I did. I I actually just kind of completely outlined my, some of my thoughts for the deadline where the Oilers are at right now, kind of how they haven't narrowed down on any one specific position. And then I also raised the question toward the end of the goaltending um, and that was kind of one thing that no one really saw two weeks ago or three weeks ago as a need for this team that, look, I just think it's fair to ask the question right now, how comfortable does everyone feel?
0: Yeah, I think that's fair too. Uh, we started the show talking about Pavel Bucinevic. Hot story, obviously, because he's in town tonight with the Blues. Uh, what's the cost there? Like we were saying, you know, two firsts and borgo go. Is that enough to get you Bucinevic? Is it going to be two or three assets to get him?
2: Yeah, I think it's going to be two first-round picks plus a prospect. I don't know kind of what level the Blues are thinking. It's With two first-round picks, it probably can't be a grade A, but Borgo doesn't grade out right now to be a grade A. Um, that seems like a pretty fair price to me. The next part is what would the Blues take back in order to make the money work?
3: Pun intended. That's a boatload.
2: Ooh. Well, yeah. but here's the thing. Tyler and I have had this conversation on Daily Faceoff Live. Pavel Buchnevich is maybe the most unheralded point-per-game player in the league. 192 games in St. Louis, 190 points. Plus, you get him next year at a very Zach Hyman-like 5.8 million bucks. You know Ken Holland and Doug Armstrong are super tight. And perhaps maybe there's a way to make some magic here.
0: When we were talking about this, uh, someone in the chat now, I'm quickly forgetting their name, but they were like, hey, if you like Bucinevich at 5.8, then wouldn't you love Frank Petrano at 3.6? Is that a guy who could maybe find the market in Anaheim?
2: So my intel uh, is that the Ducks are not really interested in trading him. Uh, They'd be in a spot where they trade Frank Petrano. And I know that they're not close to competing, but then this summer they're out going to find the next Frank Petrano. And so they're listening because look, Pat Verbeek has to listen. He's in a position where again, this team's not anywhere close and they need to make the best deals possible. One of the teams that's been really active on the Vetrano front has been the New York Rangers. Uh, they'd love to get him back. And he actually played really well for them in the playoffs before he ended up bolting uh, as a free agent. But I don't see Edmonton as being one of those destinations. Maybe that's just me. Lee, you got anything?
1: Obviously, defenseman is probably still a need for this team as well. And we, we've spoken to you about Chris in the past, but it, it seems like the Oilers are kind of falling down that list a little bit as the weeks get closer to the deadline. Is that fair to say?
2: Falling down the list in what way? Like, I agree with kind of your thought process, meaning like, He doesn't seem as top of mind for the Oilers, but I'll tell you that they've still kept tabs on what the cost is because they're also monitoring the market in general. I don't want to say they're trying to make sure that he doesn't go to a a team that they might have to compete against, but they want to understand like, hey, if, if Chris Tanev is going for X, is this a price that we'd be willing to pay? And could we potentially just get him for ourselves? Interesting.
0: Uh, last one, I guess, before we let you go, because I mean, I think you've spilled the entire notebook <laughs> while we were trying to sort out our Wi-Fi. But do you have any indication on when the market might pick up, Frank? Is it going to be later this week? Is it going to be, you know, sitting this quiet until next Wednesday when we're 48 hours
2: out? Do you have any read on it? I talked to three GMs this morning in the hour before we did our live show, and all of them were saying hey, we're making a ton of calls, but we're not getting anything done. A lot of it's checking market prices. A lot of it is trying to make something happen with very little assets. And the other part is, it's really still, there. there's going to be 40 names or 45 names on my trade targets board that comes out tomorrow. And really outside of, I don't know, five of them, four of them, I think the big question is how big of an impact will these guys have on a team's chances to win the Stanley Cup? Reminder, it's not always the biggest name, the splashiest name that leads you to Lord Stanley. But I think, you know, still there's a lot of teams that are really uncertain about a tepid market.
0: Yeah, I think that's fair. Well, Frank, you did a lot of heavy lifting. Uh Doug Waite is in and says, Frank is a total beauty, and you saved our bacon today, Frank. So thanks for doing this.
2: Just ragging the puck. I mean, <laughs> I wish I could do that in pond hockey because I just seem to get it off my stick as fast as I can. Remember that time I fired it into a snowbank?
3: That's
0: oh, a, that's we all a top do that. Five Jasper memory is uh, yeah. when you turned around and, like your first game, right in the snowbank.
3: Well, we got next year to play for too. So, yeah. Yep. Uh,
2: yeah. Thanks, Frank. See you guys.
1: There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wegovy and Zepbound for those who qualify.
2: and built around your schedule, it's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10 percent on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P.
0: There you go, Frank Servali, Daily Faceoff Insider, and
1: a guy. Who what a pro! That, yeah. I mean, what a thing, pro!
3: I would have been I would have been losing my mind freaking out being like I gotta carry the mail here. I can't and wait
1: to go back and watch our own show. Didn't even skip <laughs> a, a beat and
3: shadow Pat Puff for just paying it like well, just watching and just jumping to action.
0: Yeah, what he, a team. When I saw him calling me, I was like, hmm, I wonder if he's watching the show right now. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, Okay, I got Frank up in the one box. Do you want me to put up a slate? And it's like, Holy crap, you're producing. <laughs> <laughs> what is going on? Uh, but we're back. The internet's back to 100%, so we should be good for the rest of the show here. It is a Sherwood Ford Giant game day edition of the show all brought to you by Sherwood Ford the Giant, and of course, this bad boy here at Sherwood Power Sports and Marine. All the quality, all the perks you get of making Sherwood Ford the Giant your next spot for your next car, you get that with Sherwood Power Sports and Marine as well. The test pool in the back, if you need to bring I've your been boat been in for test servicing, ball, yes. they'll dock and undock it for you, like the services, the list, it goes on and on here at this brand new beautiful facility we had two people walk in a couple of minutes ago and that was the first thing they walked in they're like whoa it's beautiful in here and it really is so um,
3: i really want to side by side these things look so cool
0: just cruise it around the city
3: if they're street legal well i'll i'll, like, I'll yeah. make mine yeah So, uh, all
0: right let's get to uh speaking of that let's get to our case of victory for tonight for short sure, power oh, splits uh, and marine gentlemen what are we thinking here so oilers coming off a win over the la kings where I mean, early on in that game, I know Bruce Curlock kind of pushed back on this. He was like, it wasn't like a sloppy game. The Oilers didn't sleepwalk their way into it. He said they were committed to playing low event hockey. And, and I get that to an extent. I just still am looking at a team that's struggling to manage the puck. It's a lot of unnecessary turnovers. Plays where when you watch them the first time, you're like, okay, you're just getting yourself out of trouble. But then it's like, well, no, why are you just always trying to just get yourself out of trouble and flip yeah. it back to the other team or dump it in and no one's going into chase not waiting that extra second for maybe a guy to hit the line with speed like there's just these little things in the Oilers game that seem off right now and I guess my key to victory would be clean it up a little bit like you played good I'm giving them credit for that win over the LA Kings but that wasn't a perfect win that wasn't one where you walked out of Rogers place going whoo oil are looking like a wagon once again I want one of those performances tonight
1: yeah I think what made it even more alarm in the way they started the last game too is remember that report from I think it was Rashog and Take for what it is, it's like they were very sloppy in the morning skate too, and it seemed yep. to bled into the game, but they got gradually better and came away with the win. So that's the most important thing. I think tonight for me, when we go back and look at that St. Louis game, they scored six goals. Only one of them was not from like within the blue paint, pretty much.
0: Yeah, you're so, right. St. Louis got to the interior very well. I
1: want to see the Oilers protect the net well tonight, because I think that's the way St. Louis wants the game to go. And if you're gonna in a way Mold your game to what the Kings wanted to do where they play like low event hockey right at the start of that game. You need to do that now to St. Louis, where don't allow them to go to the front of you yet. Use your bodies. That blue line's big. Mm-hmm. They should be able to bully some guys in front. So commit to playing hard in front of your own net. I
0: think it's a good one, Jay.
3: Liam, I absolutely love that. So then I'm just gonna go with a fun random one. After Frank's kind of um well, for me I was learning um more about Pavel Navich. I think our key to victory is to shut him down tonight keep him quiet
0: knock down his trade value a bit
3: or or get him to come onto our bench I think I'm now sold I am now uh being I've been preached and I'm now the converted you're in you'd give up that power I'm in if, if you if you can squeeze in Sunquist.
0: well and it when you hear Frank say Zach Hyman S cap hit, and it's like Ooh, we I know what Zach- the minute that's the city
3: he <laughs> knew what buttons to push to get me excited and also like the low-key point per game player I'm like oh my god okay like this is exactly what we need.
0: Because when you bring a low key point per game player into the Oilers lineup, I think they—he's
3: a multi point game. Per- I,
0: well, I think he's all of a sudden a low key hundred point player. To <laughs> be honest.
3: Well, now we can do it to Nuge. We can do it for Hyman. Like, what can we do with Bucinevich? I'm in. Let's go. All Two right. first. Borgo.
0: Bye. Canadian Connor is in and says key to victory is to play a solid first period. Daki says I'm with Jay on Bucinevich. I like the term. Hundred percent. Anna said Hyman 2.0. I mean, he's bigger too, which is another thing. Like, he can just be a real pain in the ass. And
3: you say he he goes to the net, he goes to the hard areas. Yeah. Yeah. We'll
1: say, Basically, just like, like all in the same area, it's kind of, they're like, high yeah. man goals. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. But he's is he fast? score in touch to him.
0: Is he fast? He's I think he's he fine. might. I don't think his speed is an issue okay. that way. Okay, okay. Uh, okay. says says Tafoli is a name I still want. I've oh, been hearing that yes. New Jersey's trying to extend him though, so I'm not sure. Are you? Think...
3: I'm also hearing that he might be available, really. But you know, I, just... I find anything I want to find on the internet. So
0: Adarath says stars seem to be front run- runners for Tana, but still not willing to give of first can I give you my sneaky fit for Chris Tanev Ottawa huh, no. yes uh, the <laughs> Winnipeg Jets oh yeah. they have a second round pick but it's Montreal's second round pick so here's what here's my prediction I shared this with Frank on DFO live today what I think will end up happening is Edmonton Dallas all these contenders will be like no we're giving you a second for Chris Tanev and that's it and Winnipeg will sit there and go we'll give you Montreal second and it's going to be 38th overall instead of 49th overall
3: second and a third
0: I mean, I would up the offer from just a second. Absolutely. If I was the admin. Yeah. So I'm just not
3: sure. If oh, but even win Winnipeg win. could do that. Yeah. Winnipeg. Because it, it is a, it's, it's a, you know, poor man's first round.
1: Yeah. Didn't his brother play in Winnipeg? Yeah, he did. So there's a connection there. So I wonder if he could be like, it's not as bad as it seems. Yeah. Maybe they think they could resign him. Yeah.
3: Well, but also Winnipeg. Well, a, does he have a say in the matter? Does he have a no move? No. I don't think well, so. Well, then that's irrelevant. But uh, Winnipeg is also a good squad. So.
1: Yeah. very good.
3: I'd hate if Winnipeg got him. I'd hate if I'd hate if Vancouver got him, and I'd hate if Dallas got him. so we should Vancouver get them so they can't flame? well, they uh, well, they were trying to get him as part of the Lindholm deal,
0: yeah.
1: imagine what that trade would really look like kind uh, and Lindholm. but it might have it's already so big. might have just been as simple as adding in a second round pick, yeah, I suppose, and probably like another maybe like a b minus c plus prospect, yeah,
3: uh, man, if we can get Buchnevich, Tanev, SunQuest. That'd be amazing. I, That'd be an A-plus deadline. Or if there's a way to somehow get Buchnevich endowed. Because if.
1: It yeah.
0: Probably not Antana. If you're out of assets at that
1: point. Uh, One thing I think the cloud. that hasn't been spoken about much coming into the deadline, this is like a small thing, but the Oilers probably do want to get bigger on the fourth line too. Like Derek Ryan, Connor Brown, and whoever else it may be on exactly striking fear, right? Well, you yeah, you want size? like Garnet
3: Hathaway type guys, right? Energy grinder checker guys, yeah. right? We just have like smart kind of, you know, uh, Brown's, Brown, like he grinds, but yeah. he's tiny. Derek Ryan's just smart. But like, yeah, we don't, you don't feel our fourth line.
1: And you look at a team like the New York Rangers, who have that Rampy kid who's 6'8. The other guy, they have the Swedish guy. I don't know his name. He's six seven, and then uh, Goudreau's six foot two, two Yeah, like you want
3: your your fourth line is supposed to weigh, wear down the other team, and we haven't had one like that in a while.
0: Correct. All right, this is your projected lineup for tonight, AB from Flash. That up, uh, Chris Knoblock going with the exact same group that beat the L.A. Kings on Monday, so no real surprises. There, um, expected to be Derek Ryan swapping in for Sam Gagne on that fourth line, even though Derek Ryan missed the skate the other day. Sounds like he is back at 100 and ready to roll. Uh, it is Wednesday, which means it is your chance to win $25 courtesy of our friends at Nation Gear. That was loud. Um, $25 from our friends at Nation Gear with Liam's game. If you have not, yes. played oh, I before, get to play
3: Liam's game again. Here, I'm very bad at this.
0: <laughs> here's how it works we got two mystery players from Liam, he gives you the clues. If, you get the fir- if you're the first person to get the easy one, which is the first name, you're entered into the draw. If you're one of the first three people to get the difficult name, you're also entered into the draw. And then we spin the prize wheel, and one of those four people gets $25 to Nation Gear. Is there
3: always a connection to the team that we're playing?
1: Well, we've actually only ever done this twice. And the first time was last week, and this time is this week. So, yes, these players... I've played for Edmonton and St. Louis. Okay, right. I've like got some. That. I've
3: got some predetermined answers. Me too. Case. Which is just going to totally jade my okay. thought process.
1: My easy one is now my hard one.
3: Oh,
1: you okay. Wait. So why your hard one is the easy I one? I can des- I think they're both not that difficult. <laughs> but I think the hard one is maybe a little bit easier than I thought it might be.
0: Okay. okay. So let's start with the easy one, Liam. Flash it up.
1: So the hard one is. This uh, is sorry, the, hard... the easy one. The okay. easy okay. one. I played less than 100 games in the NHL. I played for three NHL teams. I still play in Europe. I am a former second-round pick. I am from Calgary.
3: Hmm. Uh, and they played for. He played for both teams.
1: Yeah, I played for both teams. I am from Calgary. I'm, I'm actually surprised this one is taking as long as it is. Uh, we only played for th- did I put it in there you only played for three teams and one of them was ever and he is 2000 players. on,
3: right? That's yeah. the also,
1: yeah, that's the rule.
3: And he went so, Neil like, Yakupov, no, Yak wait, City. he's not from Calgary. I
0: thought you were trying to throw us a Jeff Way Whitco one, but he never actually played for the Oilers.
3: And when Whitco's really from Vermilion, I thought yeah, about him. Yeah. Uh,
0: Something
1: got it.
3: uh, I can't think of it.
1: Uh, do you want one other clue? Sure. <laughs> He was Connor's perfect winger.
3: Oh,
0: I know who it is now. Tyratty? It was Tyratty. Who got it in the chat first?
1: Um, it was, if I'm not mistaken, JBD.
0: JBD. Well done.
1: Tyratty was the easy one. That's a good point. Oh, I, I you know what?
0: That was MVP,
3: easier. Yeah. Damn it. He's actually from Airdrie, I think. So that's why he threw me off.
1: Oh, yeah. That's yeah why I was, sorry, I should have said the greater Calgary area. Well, if you would have said
3: Airdrie, <laughs> I probably would have got it. it right. only one guy to come out of there. Just kidding. There's probably tons.
0: JBD uh, had
3: the easy one. Let's get to the hard one now.
1: Okay. The hard one.
3: So that was originally the hard one that you, that you made the easy one?
1: Yeah. And I now think... the easy one's a hard one? Yes.
3: Okay. Okay.
1: My NHL career started in 2001. I'm a goaltender. I played over 250 games. I played for seven different teams. I never won a Stanley cup, but I went to the finals three times. And,
3: Any he for, and he's a goalie.
1: And he's a goalie.
3: Edmonton and St. Louis.
1: Yeah. Went to the Stanley cup final three times, but I never won. I think that last buzz, right? <laughs> definitely went three times
3: oh my god i'm just trying to goalie connection between this is like a backup situation i have it oh uh uh, garon no
0: oh man i don't think that guy went to three stanley cup final oh he might have
1: he definitely did oh wow which is i couldn't believe it when i did it too conklin well, everyone's got it in the chat. Everyone's yes. got it in the chat. Was it Conklin? It was Ty Conklin. It was Ty Conklin. But he went with the Oilers and then he went back to back like, years with Pittsburgh, then Detroit, and number mm. one. Oh, he did the flip flop <laughs> in yeah. both of them. So his first he did Marion Hosa. Yeah. Yeah. His first year was uh, in the NHL was with Edmonton, undrafted. And then his last year in the NHL was with St. Louis. Damn. All so, right. um I'm just trying to go through here. I got so far Machine Gun Mark <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> That's a
3: great
1: name. Uh, Nuge Lover and the final one was the council council
0: okay. freddie brathwaite that's a good guess
1: spinning the wheel only six goalies have ever played for edmonton and st louis i thought you would have got that tyler yeah
0: we did it on onr yesterday. yesterday so the goalies jay can you name all six Actually, Grant fear five because one of them gary edwards you're not getting that grand fear. fear ty
3: There's conklin, ty
1: conklin. Ty conklin. Uh, oh, by the man. way new, do you want to when the
3: draw
0: nudge lover, <laughs> you are the winner of twenty five dollars to nation gear. Email me sheet. Tyler at the network.com Oh, yeah,
3: curse Joseph. Duh.
0: If you're nudge lover, email me Tyler at the nationnetwork.com and I will get you hooked up with that twenty-five dollar GC to Nation Gear. And also if you head over to Nation Gear, we got a bunch of stuff going on right now. One, you can get your brunch for Ben tickets. That's coming mm-hmm. up. This Saturday it is going to be a lot of fun out at Greta and all ages event as well with proceeds going. To the Ben Stelter Foundation. It is a two o'clock puck drop between Edmonton and Seattle. Doors open at one. We'll have the arcade games fired up, food, drink specials, all that good stuff happening at Greta. Kids twelve and under get in free as well. So if you're looking to bring the family and you got some youngsters, you can bring them. We'll have some Oilers or some Edmonton youth jerseys up for grabs as well. Also, when you go to NationGear.ca, up at the top tab, there's a little button that says Robin Brownlee Auction. Excited that we're doing this we're doing it in support of robin Brownlee's family it is a silent auction we have basically a new prize or a new auction item up for grabs each of the next four weeks this one right now it is the jasper stay and ski package from our friends at tourism jasper here's what you get a two-night stay at the fairmont jasper park lodge and a pair of two-day lift passes to Marmot Basin. So you're going to get to go stay for two nights, ski for two days as well. And the bid right now is at $500. This is a tremendous, tremendous, tremendous bargain right now. And it's all going to a great cause with Robin Brownlee's family. The auction ends in three days, and you can go place your bid right on nationgear.ca. So if you're a skier, maybe you're looking to bring your significant other out for one more weekend in the Rockies. Our friends at Tourism Jasper, they got you covered Mm. in that. Minimum, or the next bid only has to be 550 bucks. That's a good deal.
3: It's an important cause. It's yep. an important cause kind of to like our personal hearts because Robin was one of the OGs, like foundational pieces of the nation. So we want to do right by him uh, and support his family during this, you know, tough time that they're going through. And I want to shout out Tourism Jasper for stepping up and putting together and Marmot for putting together a tremendous package like that. If you haven't stayed at the JPL and if you haven't skied Marmot or if you skied Marmot and never ch- stayed at the JPL, what a great place to go ski. What a great place to stay. Um, so support if you can.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And we're going to have another really good prize coming up in a couple of weeks. That'll be a date night with me and Jay. Hey, so we'll have more on that uh, next week as well. But for now it's that Jasper stay and ski package up at nationgear.ca. Uh, Let's wrap up with our Betway game day betting challenge, gentlemen. You guys both hit your bets last game. Yeah, I had Oilers to go thirty-two plus shots. They finished with thirty-one.
3: Heartbreak. Absolute. What's the units at? Is the graphic even right? Like, (laughs) what? Where are we?
1: The units are.
3: I hit mine just.
1: I'm slightly ahead.
3: Slightly ahead. Well, after tonight, I am going to be. Leaps and bounds again. So, Jay, you're going with a Matthias Eckholm goal. I am going with Matthias. The bearded man is due. He is due. It's coming.
0: Tyler, what are you going with? I'm going with Oilers money line, Leon Dry two plus points. It's paying plus 162. Oilers staying supernova with that top line. So, I think if they're going to win, I can see 97 and 29 having a big night. And the one with Dry pays a lot better than the one with McDavid. So, plus 162. I hit this one. I'm back to within the minus five unit range. It'd be yeah. like 5.8. So I'm I'm really hoping for a
1: dump tonight. It's, it's nice to see you got a little risky on these bets. Yeah, you're <laughs> really getting out of it's your comfort burn, zone though. here. Uh, I'm going with a Zach Hyman point on the power play plus 200. That's good. Uh, you missed it last game, but I didn't miss two. Just frames. one power play point. Just one. That's a two. good one. That's uh, a really good I, I,
3: point. I was debating going back to first period power play uh point on this one, but I feel it's at Holmes' time.
0: There you go. That is the challenge for our friends at Betway 19 Plus. Please play responsibly. Reagan is in. Says, do you have picks for the Wendy's game? Today's an off day for the Wendy's Daily Faceoff Survivor Pool. So I mean, Liam and I, I will, will give our picks
3: Let's tomorrow see. on the well. Show. You probably don't want to listen to my pick because right, I, I just can't <laughs> get out of the first few days. Um they have uh Erickson Eck twice.
1: Uh yeah, goal or no goal. Oh, wow. Under. I kind of
0: like going like his the under. Way.
1: He hasn't scored in four straight. So, yeah, he's so, he's probably due.
3: So, he's probably due.
1: I don't know where to go. It gets so much harder the week goes on, obviously. Yeah. But I, I rarely make it this far. So, I, I might go Winnipeg win. Are Winnipeg at home or on the road for that one?
3: It's uh, versus. So, that's at home.
1: Then I will go Winnipeg to win against Dallas. Oh, that's a Dallas.
3: And I don't know. I, don't I think
1: know. I am going I know.
3: I'm going Eric's neck under. I'm going Eric's neck over.
0: Oh. All right. Even though you're already eliminated and won't actually be making the pick. I know. Uh, Let's wrap up with the menu for our friends at DoorDash. 25% off and zero delivery fees on your first order of $15 or more. All you need to do is download the DoorDash app and enter the promo code NATION25. Why not? Tonight, it's a 6.30 start between Edmonton and St. Louis. Order in some food. You can just sit and relax until puck drop.
1: Why, yeah, you, you have no time to cook. It's seven.
3: a perfect DoorDash night.
1: What? I don't get these starts. What's wrong with 6 30? Well, the other day they start at 7 30. There's okay. nothing wrong with 6 30, but it's just weird how, like, these are home games and we always start at 7, but now these last TV days schedule stuff. Seven. And then next Saturday is 10 30 a.m. and 11 a.m. I kind of like that, though. <laughs>
0: yeah,
3: I like a good matinee.
0: That's, that's, not, even let, that's, that's not,
3: not even matinee. That is
1: rise and
0: grind. Yeah, that is
3: early bird breakfast.
0: Anyways, uh, the menu today pre gaming with board Z is going to get going at five thirty. I'll be around for the first half of the show with my boy AB. We'll get you set for Edmonton up against St. Louis. Oh, Rusty says it's a TNT game in the states. Six thirty start. Oh, oh so that actually, pro- if it's a TNT game in the states, puck might not drop till six fifty. 650. Six fifty three. Yeah.
3: yeah. Well, this is good. I like it. National game. The more yep. the states can see Fair Connor, enough. the better it is for the league.
0: Uh, do we know who is on post game tonight?
1: That, I think it might be BM.
0: It might be a BM day. huh? Hey? might be AB and BM on uh, Oilers Nation After Dark tonight as well. There's Aaron. He's sitting cross-legged in the back of the boat. He's
3: on the, is that, is that the, the bow? bow? The bow? bow. The bow. Or is he starboard?
1: I, I don't know.
3: Port? And the what's boy, the back? The, the bow. I thought the back is the bow. Yeah, I think so. Then port what is front bow. port? Maybe port ports left starboard, right?
0: How do you know this much, Aaron
3: front to back? So which one are we, what are the four port starboard bow stern? I feel like the stern's the back mm. You're in the bow. Take a bow stern. Everyone's saying the back is the stern. There you go. There you yeah.
0: go. All right. Some uh, you should label it. Some boat. Or this
3: is <laughs> called the back of the boat and <laughs> yeah. Aaron's in the front. And Hey, that's the left and welcome to the right.
0: <laughs> Aaron, I'm gonna fire up my my camera and give people one more view of what we've been uh, what we've been looking at all show. Oh, oh, that's just Aaron. We have today. been looking at. There that. you go. We've been chilling in the back of this beautiful Camos <laughs> DV22. Looks beautiful. Here's a nice view of the showroom as well. Look at all those side. Look
3: at those side by sides. They are, are amazing. Great. And then
0: ah no, I mean we're up. So there's a bunch of boats that way as well.
1: power Ike sports and Marine too. What like bikes like. E bikes, oh, are those e bikes?
3: Those are like heavy duty oh. e bikes,
1: fat tire e bikes. Oh, yeah, that's good.
0: Yeah.
3: Those are all the rage right now. I think that in
0: the back there would be called a pontoon. Oh, this has right?
3: got a nice uh troll motor on it too. Geez, we could just really, really get in the fish. Oh, that's exciting. I
1: think oh, this is a pontoon boat. I think
3: that's a speed boat. That is definitely not a pontoon boat, Liam. A pontoon boat, they have a bunch outside. Uh, they have none in the shore. In right here, right?
1: no, that right that's a speed boat.
3: You know what a pontoon boat is, right? Yeah, they it's got kind those... of like
1: more flat, right?
0: And they got the oh yeah, you got the right. two like little like yeah, things right. and then the oh, platform. Yeah. yeah, that's my bad.
3: Jeez. Have a slide. these or... are not boat guys. They have much <laughs> to learn, but thankfully, thanks to Sherwood Power Sports and Marine, I'd, I, I, I. This is a really good fishing boat. It's actually getting me very excited. I shouldn't be in here right now.
0: Uh, K okay, say Maybe bring I back, bring back Frank to kill the clock. Big shout out <laughs> to Frank Servali and Pat Pup. For saving our bacon when the internet gave out today. Uh, big shout out to Sherwood Power Sports and Marine for having us here as well. It is your spot in Sherwood Park, Yamaha dealer, boat, boat motors, everything like that. If it's Yamaha, they got you covered. I'm looking at a sweet Yamaha ATV right now as well. The Grizzly, that looks cool as hell. Anyways, it's a great spot if you're an outdoorsman. This is going to be somewhere you want to hit up before spring rolls around. Edmonton taking on St. Louis tonight. So that's a wrap on a Sherwood Ford Giant game day edition of the show big shout out to everyone who tuned in we'll be back tomorrow thursday noon mountain ciao with you then